Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. Now from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Howdy, hour number two. How we doing? Hope you're well. Thanks for being with us. It's Tutel and Nuanez, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Whew. Is the weekend. Very happy about that. Going to be a great weekend and a weekend full of football, which I'm very, very excited about. I know a lot of people out there are. If you missed anything in the first hour, check it out on the podcast. The Two Tell New Honest podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate that. Podcast available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Uh, if you would like to call, 361-3688 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And if you want to listen live... You don't need a radio. Imagine that. You can do it. Radio? What's a radio? Yeah. I mean, these kids, you know, these doggone kids and their electricity. Anyhow, uh, I know radio needs electricity. In fact, it needs more electricity than just about anything. That's the beauty of it. You know, the uh, electromagnetic ether out there flying around. Petey didn't even have a head. What? We t- is this is this uh, what's the is it the Christmas story or whatever? Dumb and Dumber. Oh, it's Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Oh. Radio. Who needs a radio? Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, they start singing. You lost me, Lloyd. Yeah, no, no. Petey I mean, I didn't I, even I, have I, a head. I get it. I get it now. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Just you know, <laughs> you sold Petey to a blind kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm really happy that you're happy. Anyhow. You can listen to this show, and why wouldn't you want to? I mean, at this point, this is going so great on uh, our website, 1029ESPN.com. 
You check the stream out all the time. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. I know that Opportunity Bank was thrilled to be placed in that spot right there on this particular Friday afternoon. I think they got to be very, very happy about that. Boys and girls, it's Friday. Oh, it's a nice Friday. It's nice outside, isn't it? Why don't we bring a friend in? My friends, it's Friday once again. Oh, heavenly day. We had our first NFL, NFL game last night. We got a whole slew of NFL games coming up. The Vikings soon to be 0-1. I cannot wait, and I am thrilled at this very moment in time to start the on-ramp of energy into this weekend with the chick who doesn't know sports, presented by the Iron Grizz, Carolyn in the house. That's what the kids say, right? Hello, I, Carolyn. That's what they said in, like, 1995. Right. I think but we're sure. still in the house. Okay. I mean, can't, I still can't say we be it. in the house. It's in the house, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like in the bears. Quick, the quick, bears. Quick, quick, quick question. Whatever comes to the top of your mind, there are movies that are considered like cult classics almost instantly within the generation that they're produced. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to take time. Some movies become cult classics over right time. Away. But like when you saw the Goonies, it was just like a cult classic, and it's that p- portion of the '80s is just always identified with movies like the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are talking about in the house house party is with kid and play is that kid and play yeah so good only people that were like (laughs) of an age they're old enough to remember there's only like an eight year span where Mm -hmm. you could have known what that was though because our parents didn't know what it was I'm like on the young side of it you guys are like right in the heart of it but first movie that comes to your mind that from the last 10 to 15 years that's going to be like that that's good in in that amount of time it's going to be like that because I had the big Lebowski I mean the big Lebowski is the the big Lebowski is a good one um. Oh God, man! It's like one that was hot in the moment, but that you only are going to know about it years from now if, if you were like you were, twelve to twenty-two when it was out. I don't. Well, know. I mean, I don't. Know. In the last ten to, to fifteen years, I my kids were babies, so it was like tangled. Anything and that frozen. Anything. Who's it? It's yeah, not that. Frozen is actually one that it's not really a cult classic, but that's one that'll resonate forever. I know it's not Joe Rogan, but the, who's the guy? Seth Rogan. Seth Pineapple Rogan. Express. Uh, any of those. Any yeah. Like yeah. any sure, of those. Sure, Super sure. bad all the way yeah. forward. Anything that Rogan virgin. has done those will be with like, like James Franco or it's that's like the it. modern day. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yes. yes. National yes. Lampoon's recreated. Old school, old school. Old school and is going to be good. Although I don't think that's one. a cult classic. I think that's a straight classic. It's just a oh, classic. so good. Yes. But so uh, bad. Anyway, no. this is your segment. We're 11 minutes into it. You got 50 seconds left. You better you better get off All right, and tennis, start it. Bye. Here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Well, there's that's a lot. Fine. As you can see, I have a whole Man, yeah, you got you brought notes. in Sticky notes. <laughs> Five Don't sticky look. notes written in my hand in pencil on the desk. Okay. okay. Let's talk about the U.S. Open. Okay. Um, Djokovic. Yes, the Joker. I mean, listen, as we know, he angrily hit a tennis ball at a line judge. Okay. I'm really glad you brought this up because we haven't spoken about this we yet. We have not. Look at me. I actually do think we need to start doing more tennis. Great. Well, it's the U.S. Just, Open. The majors, just because the Grand Slams, because there's actually, it's funny. We talk about the sort of underground hockey community. There's a huge tennis community. No doubt. Uh, one Hello? of them is here. <laughs> Here's one of In them. the house. In the house. Uh, Hi. Okay. So go ahead and say what you got to say because I have thoughts on this. I have a few things to say. Okay. So let's hear, me hear out. it. Okay. So throughout the match, he was getting angrier and angrier. He initially had hit a ball in anger. 
early in like earlier he fell and people were saying he faked a shoulder injury for a second I don't really know about that then he got really mad and he hit that ball at that poor line judge right in the throat I'm sorry I didn't mean to laugh but <laughs> it's kind of funny but anyway it's very funny she's fine but yes. he was just hitting it he what, was he, in yes. general right? we'll come he back was just hitting here. it he was mad and he got kicked out. Now I did a little research, and um, our friend John McEnroe. Oh my bad, not, not Wimbledon. Wimbledon no. oh, research. Um, <laughs> and John McEnroe, who is known for his anger issues, yes, yeah, he had in the Australian Open in 1990. He smashed a racket. Yeah. He went up to an umpire and did intimidated her by just bouncing a ball up and down, staring her down. Okay. He's such a He's so awesome. Um, and then he Hated. swore at an umpire. Get out of here, Colton. Then he got kicked out. Okay. And was uh, fined $6,500. Oh, boy, which is in today's money like $7,800. Djokovic hit a line judge on accident. I mean, it was clear the reaction after he realized what he had done. He ran to her. He he felt horrible. And he was fined, lost the match, and he was fined $270,000. Um, If I may say, this is a... D joke. It's a joke. Oh, I like what you did there. Uh first of all, the 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 I I didn't even okay, so they call it defaulting. All right. This is subjective, if I understand it correctly. I mean, it's a decision made by the the official and the committee there whether they're gonna do this or not. Isn't there an objective rule though that if a ball is struck that hits a line judge? Well that that, that you're automatically disqualified. And, and this is what I want to clarify because if if that is if if it's a hard and fast rule, I don't know what the discussion was about. Because well, there was clearly a discussion I that think was that had. The subject, I think you're correct in the fact that the subjective part is intent. Yes, exactly. And this here's the thing. First of all, even if it was an accident, if he up and smokes a ball out of anger and it hits somebody, like yeah, you can't do that. I mean, it's it's certainly dangerous, and especially if you're him. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and you are him. So. But he didn't do that. I mean, it was it. It looked like nothing other than they hit the ball to the lines people all the time, right? All the time, and he wasn't even looking. He knew where the person was because they're standing there right on the end of the line, and he just sort of swatted it over there. Whether he was frustrated with the way the match was going or whatever is completely aside. There is nothing in there that is either intent or what I would call dangerous. I don't know what the line judge was doing that she got hit in the throat. I mean, did, she should have been paying attention. The, the ball, any person that is watching could have either just caught it or moved it out of the way or do whatever. I mean, they stand down the line and they are dodging 150 mile an hour serves the entire match and then a little swat and you get hit in the trachea. Well, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? So if this is hard and fast, like this is the rule and that's what it is. Okay. The idea that you kicked out one of the best players in the world of a major tournament over this is a joke. This is a just is an awful, awful look for tennis. And I am, you know, not that I was into it, boycotting now the U.S. Nope. Open over this. You just said you wanted to cover more tennis. No, but not now. <laughs> not now. Now I'm now I'm angry because he's my favorite tennis player. Novak Djokovic is my favorite tennis player, and not just that it's him, but this is this is stupid. This is stupid. This is it, stupid. it is stupid, and it's a really bad look for the the ATP in general because. For the last, quite honestly, 15 years, there's only been three relevant players in tennis. Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer, and Rafael. In men's tennis. In men's tennis. Those three guys, Nadal, Federer, and Djokovic, have won, I believe, all but nine majors since 2003. Yeah. 
they have each. Andy Murray had a little spot. But Andy, Andy Murray Brodick won two had a little spot. That point, yeah. point. And yeah. said, since 2003. No, it's these three. You don't have to go into it. I we mean, all know. It's That's it. Federer's won list. 20. Nadal's won 19. Djokovic has won 17. Yeah. The other two guys were not participating in this tournament. So that's a huge money loss, exposure loss for the U.S. Open because for guys like you and I that probably only watch tennis when it's the majors and we only watch the majors when it's the final eight and in, you're going to only watch one of those three guys. And now that's that it. he's not in, I'm not going to watch it. I want to watch the women's semifinals. Who, whoever whoever wins this. the men's final is, first of all, going to invariably be somebody I've never heard of. And yep. second of all, I will not believe yep. that they're, they're going to get the trophy, but they are not a U.S. Open champion. Yep. You know, it's, it's like, get them out It also here. has significant historical impact because Roger Federer put this major's record. When he passed Pete Sampras, people are, were talking about he's going to march towards 20. If he gets to 20 grand slams, no one's going to ever catch it. Well, Roger That's Federer it. got to 20. Roger Federer hasn't won one in three years. Nadal has continued to stack French Opens. He's now got 19 total majors, including 12 French Open titles. But Djokovic was the only guy that was going to have a window. Nadal might keep chipping away. Federer might get one more. But Djokovic sitting there with 17, he could have put this thing to 25 because he's, I think, four years younger. Yeah, he's younger. Than he is guys. younger. Yeah. I mean, he didn't win his first major until 08. Federer was 05 or 03, excuse me, and Nadal 05. So Djokovic was three years behind them, and he's only three majors behind, three grand slams behind him as well. So it has a historical impact on the game as well. Anyway, this individual instance, I'm glad you brought it up because I've been burning on this already a little bit, and and now I had my chance to uh, you know let it out. So well, I'm glad, and I enough. encourage you to go watch some old um, John McEnroe. Love Mac. Yeah, I, I don't mean, care I what just, Coulter's lost. I love John, John McEnroe. He's, the greatest. He's, yeah. All right. What All right. what else? Just because I say I don't like him doesn't mean I don't enjoy that they exist. Villains are one of the great parts of sports. Yeah. My, John McEnroe wants me to hate him. He's not so a villain. Really, He's not a villain. The line judge is the villain. McEnroe's no. the hero. No, John McEnroe is line such judge a crybaby. Is a victim. The the people who kicked. Well, no, the line judge is not the villain. Niner. <laughs> what was that? Did How'd I hear a niner? Did I catch the sentence? Listen, let's move on to okay. the next sticky note. Well, Justin Timberlake wants to bring a major league baseball team to Nashville. Yes, he does. Did you listen to the show yesterday on uh, Wednesday? No. Um, <laughs> we did cover this, though. Okay, but well, Yes, but I want to hear your sp- your talk on this. Okay. He's uh, he's formed a group uh, called, the, called Music City Baseball, and they want to bring music and baseball together. And I want to go back to when we talked about J-Lo and A-Rod buying yes. the Mets, and yes. they already talked about doing this. So well, what is happening in baseball? Are we going to have dancing what do you, shortstops? What do you mean? I, so w- when you said they want to bring music and baseball together, I don't understand. I've never heard that. What do you mean by that? I don't know. It's just what I read. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Like, if you are a musician and you own the baseball team, but it doesn't mean I that all of a sudden it's going to be like some theater, like musical opera baseball You don't think, like, game. in the middle of the match, they're going to be like, strike one. Well, let's start here. Baseball doesn't play matches. Okay, oh. so let's start. Let's and then and then after that, no, just no to whatever it is that you're saying. It's just baseball, and it happens. Is to that have a owners. baseball match? It's a baseball game. I mean, you know, at some point, you just think that the moniker isn't real, but then you find out now that it is <laughs> true. I know it's sports. a game. God. It's a basketball match. Right. Okay. Correct. So I think what they're trying to do is make it like an exciting event, you know, 
Entertainment. Entertainment. Oh, you mean like, oh, every baseball game ever? Like that's the they have entire like units of the organization that are built to do the very thing that you're Yeah, but you're missing about. the point because like the NHL is steeped in between period entertainment as well. But the sure. Vegas Knights do it distinctly different than everyone else. I think that's what she's getting at. They're kind of, I mean, N- Nashville, Nash- Vegas, that's what they're trying to get at with this, I think. Okay, but I... I right? Sure. She's got no idea. She, does, she thinks we're playing mad, nine-inning matches out here. Well, when we talked about J-Lo and A-Rod buying it, that's what their whole thing was. We're going to bring entertainment and baseball together and make it a big production. Okay, that's fine, and if they want to do it, it's fine. Justin Timberlake is not walking out in between innings and singing songs at the Nashville baseball games. I mean, maybe the very first game they ever do, of course, he's going to be there if he's an owner or whatever and bring, you know, a thing and maybe there's going to be, you know, a pregame concert and that kind of thing for the once-off deal, but, you know, they're not bringing music and baseball together in some, you know, novel way, even though they may be more creative about, you know, I don't know, the seventh inning stretch. Oh, that would be nice. Wouldn't we could that- sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game like, I don't know, in a, in a round or something. Maybe they'll do rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Man, why did why did they waste their time with JT when they could have had you, Carolyn? I know. Well, you know? I mean, it feels like I could just solve all the world's problems. <laughs> I know. We'll sing it in rounds. Really up the entertainment value. Get butts in the seats now for this huge seventh inning stretch round song. Start us off, Carolyn. Take me out to the Take ball game. Take me out to the ball game. I Never will I sing on this show. No, you are so, so sorry. <laughs> okay, last thing. Um, NBA bubble. Yeah. So players can now have their wives and children. Yes, they can have guests, yes. Referees can each have a guest. Okay. Coaches cannot. Okay. And the coach of the Denver Nuggets, Mike Malone. Yes, Michael Malone. Is pretty mad about it. Right. And he wrote a scathing letter to the NBA and said, shame on you. Hmm. I need to see my family. Then they got their asses kicked. Oh, so he's going home anyway? Well, no, but they're down 3-1 and it doesn't look good. Well, all I know about sports is if you want your message to resonate, you can't go lose after you make your statement. It's just the way that it goes. That's not right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm not saying it is right, wrong, or indifferent. Anytime you ever complain about anything and then go get beat down, it always falls flat. Well, let me just say this. Let's call this the dude that doesn't know about sports because I have not heard of, I did not know about this Mike. I didn't know the coach's part of this, and I didn't know about Malone's response to this is I sit here and know nothing about this. Let me take an immediate side and dig in my heels. This seems to make all the sense to me that I would be on the side of Mike Ballone on this. Like why in the world when you got like five coaches, six coaches left, even coaching, can everybody else in the bubble bring in a somebody, but they can't now I'm sure there's a reason. I don't know what the reason is. You know, Mike D'Antoni's X years old and they don't want another X years old person in there or something. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm grasping at straws here. But that seems crazy because right. I, I had heard that, okay, now the players can have guests. I didn't know that about the referees. They can have what, what, why the stay on the coaches. I don't know, but I think it's wrong, and I think they should get to see their families too. I mean, if you're including – maybe if they're including coaching staffs, maybe that is where they chose to, like, draw the line well, in terms of even, total numbers even, of people they, because they, – They didn't even get to bring their whole coaching staffs. 
Every single NBA coach had to make decisions over, I think it was three assistants that they did not get okay. to bring. Or three people that are part of their, because you know, there's assistants and there's also like player personnel. That's what I'm going to say, because on the are, side, when you look over there where all the all the mm-hmm. non-players are, there's like a dozen people per sure. team sitting in there. There is, but that's because you need, I mean, basically they got, I think they got 12. And I think the common NBA staff has more like 18 to 20. Okay. Because you have multiple trainers, you have, sure. you know, a psychologist or even a psychiatrist or you have um, player personnel, you know, like Becky Hammond before she was a full-time assistant for Greg Popovich. She had like a analyst sort of job. Like she's, mm-hmm. a, she's a strategic analyst. Yeah, and she got can like draw equipment plays. people and different, right. you know, so I, I get all that, but so I guess my point is back. like you could, we can, we can get rid of the word coaching here and just say each basketball staff, say they have a dozen people, Maybe the maybe the restriction is for all of them, head coach included, and then that means now you can't, you know, because they just didn't have space or whatever. I would love to hear the explanation, but all I'm saying is to like be you know, players, referees, that's fine. Coaches, no, seems sort of ad hoc. I don't make the rules. I just report the news and only half the news. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> that's all I have today since I was um, censored. People uh, who are listening to this, hopefully they don't know this. Uh, we have yet to do a segment of the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports where there has not been significant portions of it omitted for the sake of our continuing on air. Maybe we should turn it into a podcast unedited. Mm. Mm. I like it. You guys have a great time with that. What are you afraid? Yes, I'm terrified, and I- also I just don't have the time. Oh well, excuse me. Yeah, the chick who doesn't know sports. Her name is Carolyn. She is great. And it is brought to us by the Iron Grizz. Hard to do better than the Iron Grizz, Coulter. You know what I mean? You got yourself a great setup with a patio, beautifully renovated interior restaurant on a golf course. So that's a huge win across the board. Then you take into account that the food is absolutely next level. They're growing their own garden that they're using in the cooking right in front of the place a great selection of wines, a great selection of beers. It is spectacular over there on South Avenue, and we're here to hook the people up. Give us a call, 361-3688. Second caller is going to get a very well done bottle of wine. You got the phone number right, Coulter? I mean, standing ovation. Yeah, I mean, I can memorize the circumference of the earth and remember it for seven months, but not our own phone number. That's only written four times in the thing. Well, that's what I did. Back. That's why how I finally started remembering I started looking at it. Yeah, that's good. I don't, I write to, these, so I don't look at them. It. 361, 3688. Uh, we got a bottle of wine and a free app from the Iron Grizz for you, so give us a call right now. Gus. Yes. What sounds better? Caprese Polenta Fries. Oh, fried okra. Yes. BLT bites or arugula bruschetta. Oh, boy. The bookends there are good. How about some fried crawfish? Well, how about how about all of it? How about we go five for five and just set them out? Those are the five appetizers uh, that you have at your disposal if you win this uh, giveaway. So give us a call right now. Iron Grizz open 11 a.m. until 9 p.m. Like Gus mentioned, all the foliage that you might consume there yes. grown in their own garden it's a sustainable place it's a delicious place it's a picturesque place it's a wonderful place go check out the iron grizz at the university of montana golf course iron grizz american bistro 515 south avenue east in missoula give it a try today the double a football slate got started last night it gets fully underway the rest of the way tonight we'll break it down we'll get into some high school football next 
Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot. Connect to more. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, at Gus Tutel on Twitter, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT. Glad to be with all of you. It is time for our prep extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. Are you awesome? My guess is you are. Well, Farmers State Bank needs you. Visit farmersebank.com to learn more. Coulter, we've told the people about last night again. Uh, uh, a surprise, not just in the result, but in the, in the, the disparity, 34-13 win of Billing Sr. over Bozeman. A surprise that that uh, Junior Bergen comes out and plays quarterback in that football game. He did play. He played elsewhere. He played all over. Yeah, but that, that played part, quite a bit. That part's actually not a surprise, only, only just because. It's a surprise. Here's the thing, though. Chris Murdoch, Billing Sr.'s coach. When they had Nathan Dick and they were rolling and they, they played for three straight state titles and they won two, they had a tried-and-true quarterback. And now Nathan Dick's at Rocky Mountain College. He spent yep. a couple years with the Grizzlies. But before and after, they've done a pretty good job of putting their best athlete at quarterback and running just kind of like a zone-read-style system to put playmakers in space. I mean, Nolan, Nolan Askelson was the best defensive player in the state coming into his senior year. Right. And then they put him at quarterback, even though he's their starting middle linebacker. He played both ways, and he's, I mean, he got full ride to Montana State. He got full ride from both uh, Big Sky Conference programs in the state of Montana. But, you know, he's not a prototype quarterback whatsoever. I mean, he's a freaking middle linebacker. He's the starting middle linebacker at Montana State Bobcats for part of the season last year, but still was playing some quarterback. So I'm not surprised that Murdoch made the move. But Junior Bergen... Um, He's not your prototype quarterback either. He's going to play receiver at the next level, but it's a it's a good move for senior because when you're just running that shotgun and you snap the ball to the one of the best athletes in the state of Montana, it's going to go well. It was surprising though because although Kenneth Iden was out, that's a huge deal because Kenneth Iden, as we know, unbelievably productive guy. Both at, directions. Both directions. I mean, he had yeah. 41 tackles for loss last year. He also scored 14 touchdowns. But it's not as if Bozeman's just a uh, one trick pony. I mean. No. Bozeman has the Lang twins, who are both uh, Big State Conference level recruits. I mean, they've they've gotten offers from the in-state schools. They got Luke Fedick, who's getting recruited pretty hard by Montana State. So, I mean, and, and it's and it's Bozeman High, right? I mean, they, they are the the power in the state as of late, and they're the defending state champions. And they have, I think, thirty seniors on their team. So, to me, you know, it was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, senior in the poll right now, the Treasure State Media poll that Anthony Knockrunner conducts, uh, Bozeman was two, senior was four. So, I mean, it it is two of the, the early state title contenders. Uh, but the lopsided nature of the victory, I think, was a little bit surprising. But it was also the game was in Billings. And like I mentioned, two strip sack fumble recoveries for Bozeman in the first three possessions. So the Hawks got out early. It was basically kind of a stalemate after that. But get yourself a 17-0 lead, get yourself a 17-0 lead. That's that's what you, that's what it is. Well, and the, the, the other thing, too, is I think the first week or two, right, of the season are always – 
not necessarily, let's put it like this. I don't think they're necessarily indicative of what teams are. You know, I think some teams come out and they're ready to go. And Billy Senior is a good football team. and They're going to be a good football team. I also think Bozeman's going to be a good football team. Uh, but it is easy to have one team come out hot and clicking in a first game and another team not exactly. No question. And so, you know, you can see some of that stuff happen. In Class A, games have already been going throughout the course of this year, at least in the West. In Frenchtown, they're now 2-1, and one, uh, and they're, they're looking very, very good. And they have a couple players. I mean, I think a lot of people thought, well, Jace Klusiewicz is not playing for the Bronx anymore. You know, what are they going to have? But they, they got some some really good athletes, really good football players still at Frenchtown High School, and they're going to be competitive. Obviously, they are competitive the Class A level, uh, being Corvallis uh, 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 37 to 6, and then Hamilton. You know, okay, I understand Stevensville, Hamilton, there's two different programs going. I mean, you talked no about question. the different, you know, levels, you know, yeah. strata and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. But Hamilton's very good. Uh, once again, and and we expect them to be good, and they're proving that early on that that is not ill-founded tonight. Coulter, the South, once like the, okay, just on that ahead. Southwestern A, it's just it's a it's an interesting league because Stevensville's really struggled lately. Corvallis, it looked like they were better coming out the gates, but then they get thumped two weeks in a row as well. And uh, but I think that Hamilton and Dillon and Frenchtown are three of the top at least eight, but maybe even more like three of the top six yeah. teams in the state. I know Miles City, Laurel, Billing Central will all have a say in that, but the Southwestern A, they might be the three the, the three best teams in the Southwestern A might be the three best teams in the West. We'll see how good Columbia Falls and Polson uh, become in the Northwestern A, but it's going to be fascinating because those crossover games, like that Dillon 20-13 win over Frenchtown, that'll have ramifications down the road. If Frenchtown could somehow steal one from Hamilton, that would be a huge victory. But Hamilton might be back in a big way, too. All the narrative coming into the year, talking about Carson Rostad's graduation, how do you replace a four-year starter? Well, you plug his little brother in, and his little brother has done great. I mean, Hamilton scored 47 points in like 17 or 18 minutes last night and then just put it on cruise control in that game. So um, I think that it's going to be... So when those key crossover matchups occur, it's going to be big in the Southwestern A because it's going to yeah. have ramifications in the playoff race. Uh, tonight, the three Missoula AA schools all in action. and We've spent a lot of time on this. Got to talk to all three AA football coaches in the state. We really appreciate their time and joining us. But uh, Hellgate, Big Sky, look, neither of us think that this game is going to be uh, uh, you know, something where the winner of this game the, the import of this game is going to have big ramifications throughout the course of the season, but it will have big ramifications within the two programs how this game goes here today. And I think really set the stage for, uh, uh, you know, positive momentum. You know that I'm not a big believer in momentum. I think momentum is just what you do the next week and the next game. But having a win under your belt for the psyches of these two schools and these two teams is really big. Not to mention getting to play a game in Washington's Grizzly Stadium, getting to play on SWX Montana Television, showcasing what it is that you got. The new uniforms for Big Sky. The you know year year two, the second year after breaking the streak you didn't want to have for Hellgate and, and the continued build for Mick Morris and that Hellgate night team. This is a big game from a program standpoint for these two schools. No question. It's a it's a big game for some individuals as well. I mean, Hellgate's got to figure out how to replace that group of seniors that did so much for not just that program, but the, just the high school in general. It was an outstanding group, and, and they – 
know, they won a co-state championship in basketball. They did a bunch of stuff across the board, both athletically and academically. So they'll definitely be missed. But uh, Big Sky suffered the Levi Janicaro hangover mm. last year because their entire offense for two years was just based on the Tim Tebow of Class Double A. Yeah, and they rode it so hard and did so well. And they had, I mean, they had eight wins. Janicaro's senior year, and then last year they were just they were they were a plucky team. They showed what they could do, and they, they beat, beat Bozeman. They beat Bozeman. Yeah, right. And uh, but they just they lost so many close games. They got banged up, and they just don't have very much depth. But they have the best player in this game tonight in Coulter Janicaro, Levi's little brother. To me, that's going to be what the game's all about. Big Sky's going to hit you in the mouth. They're going to run the ball. Are you ready for it? If Hellgate can. You're not going to stop Janicaro if you can slow him down. Okay. Is Hellgate ready to do that, though? Because, I mean, Matt Johnson, big guy's head coach, he will run. I mean, he'll give Colton Janicaro 30 carries. Yeah. If Hellgate's not tackling, yeah. feed the monster. And so it'll be interesting to see how it all goes. But a cool experience for the first game of the year to be a crosstown game in Washington Grizzly Stadium. And then uh, the other game in Missoula tonight, the Sentinel Spartans welcoming Flathead. We've talked about. Uh, I mean, frankly, expectations that Sentinel really has yep. a shoulder not like this before. Totally. They also are shouldering them with maybe a, a roster and a talent base that they haven't had before. They've had talented players and in t- at times, you know, a couple of very talented players, but I don't think they've had the breadth of talent uh, at the level that they have it for this year's team. And so I, I certainly think that Sentinel uh, is going to be very good. But like you said, can they stand up under the pressure that they have? And, you know, they've lost close games over the last couple of years at times. And that has been really the Achilles heel of some very talented teams. They've graduated kids over the last several years that have been Division One Big Sky Conference level players. And they have that again when it comes down to it. You know, are you going to be able to break through that sort of barrier? Sometimes you feel on a team like, well, we do we do nine things well, but there's this one thing that sometimes we can't figure out for whatever reason. They need to be able to do that. Or you could do also do this. Just don't play close games, right? Just, just come sure. in and just roll people. We'll see how it works. But I think there's some pressure on Dane Oliver this season uh, to, to be – successful at that level yep and uh and certainly the players are you know shoulder some of that as well no doubt and we i mean we talked about all the premier players we didn't even mention tj roush who's their best right receiver who's committed to the grizzlies as well so they yeah. have a ton of talent to me for sentinel it's about handling expectations and it's also about not letting any sort of quarterback controversy creep in because you got camden sermon who transfers in from wenatchee he's a great athlete uh he, from all the returns that i've heard he can throw the ball a mile. It's just a matter of can he put it on the money. Dayton Bay maybe doesn't have that arm strength, but that's who we beat out. And Dayton Bay is Mr. Consistent. I mean, he he was the model of efficiency. He got the ball to Jackson Lee and Nick Germer and TJ Roush a year ago. So if a guy that's an out-of-state guy stumbles early, you you just don't want to have that. But but we'll also see if they maybe they go to a dual quarterback system. We'll, we'll we'll see. To me, it's about just finding that consistency at quarterback because you you basically are returning a guy who's an all you return an all conference quarterback and he's not going to be your starter. That always breeds for that could be a great thing because it means you upgraded significantly at the position or it could breed some controversy. Yeah. We'll see. But you know th- tonight's game, I got a lot of questions about Flathead too because Flathead when Glacier opened back in two thousand and eight. Flathead took a huge hit, and a lot of the – I mean, Flathead was a power at that time. They took a big hit. They lost a lot of kids. It took a little while to get it back rolling. They also lost their coach, Grady Bennett, who's a hell of a coach. He went over to, to Coach Glacier. 
Well, when Kyle Sampson took that job, he got flathead rolling a little bit all the way until he got him rolling a lot, and they played for the state championship in 2018. That whole team was built on a uh, power run game, uh, probably the best offensive line in the state. Dylan Rollins told us, you know, man, flathead was huge when we played him two years ago. But now Kyle Sampson, head coach at Montana Tech, where does where do the Braves turn next? I'm so interested to see what their program is because they do have tradition. They're always going to get more of the blue-collar type kids up in the Flathead Valley. They've always had a rough-and-tumble run game. They've always had great backs. So I'll, I'm interested to see if that uh, if that tradition continues. But this will be a, a pretty good early test for Sentinel because I don't think a lot of people know what to expect from Flathead. Sentinel has the weight of the world on their shoulders coming into this game and into this season. Flathead's a mystery. Yeah. So Sentinel's just got to avoid that upset special. You know what I mean? I mean Bo- I mean, it happened to Bozeman last night. Bozeman got bit. Bozeman got bit by Billing Senior. It's not nearly as big of an upset because Senior's a really good squad. But tonight's going to be a telling game for Missoula Sentinel, and it could be a, a breakthrough game for Kalispell Flathead. So our prep extra segment is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Competitive wages, benefits, join the team at Farmer State Bank and learn more. Apply today at FarmersEbank.com. Quick break on the other side. Tell you about our Mattress Firm Student Athlete of the Week. And we will also get you set for the weekend. This is, uh, well, a sports weekend unlike any we've ever seen. We'll tell you why next. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Boys and girls, it is Friday. It is the weekend, and we are very happy to be along with you. It's Two Tell and Nuanas, 10290 SPN Radio. If you missed anything in the show, listen on the podcast. The Two Tell and Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. You can uh, rate, review, subscribe, give us stars, give us feedback. We appreciate that. The podcast is available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. And again, want to remind everybody that the Episode 3 of Grizz Grace, the Silver Anniversary of the 1995 National Champions podcast series. It is out now with Mick Dennehy. Mick Dennehy, who could be seen at the Ranch Club, at the Round Ball Tournament, the Grizzly Round Ball Fundraiser earlier today. I think he even got closest to the pin. Who? KP? KP for Dennehy? That's right. You like that alliteration? There you go. Uh, anyway, go ahead and check out the podcast, uh, uh, the Grizz Greats series. It's our second iteration of Grizz Greats, and we've just begun uh, on this uh, 95 National Championship sort of revisitation, retrospective. It's uh, been great, and then Coach Dennehy was fantastic on it. I hope you really enjoy his episode, so listen to that over the weekend. This is a weekend, though, unlike any other, Coulter. We got the NFL starting on time. We unlike have, any other. I can't wait. Is it not? 
No, no, no. It, 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 it is it, unlike it, any other because we have the NBA going. You're right. It and literally is. The, Cup. the NBA playoffs are right in the – we're just in the complete center middle of it. Yep. The the NHL Stanley Cup uh, playoffs are in their conference finals, okay? You have NFL football starting and three of the five Power Five FBS conferences starting all this weekend. So football and the U.S. Open is Thursday for crying out loud in golf. So you have all of this just wall of sports happening right now, and it has never happened. It has never happened like this ever in the history of, of, of North American sport, of United States sports. And it's bizarre, the circumstances that have led to this, and yet the confluence of events between NBA playoffs, which we got a Game 7 coming up tonight, which you haven't even touched on because there's so much going on, between yeah. the Celtics and the Raptors right here on ESPN Radio, by the way. Mm-hmm. couple of baseball games for you. we got a Saturday and Sunday evening baseball for you on ESPN Radio. we got more basketball for you tomorrow. The uh, Lakers... Game four for the Lakers, and then also the Seattle Seahawks uh, at eleven o'clock Sunday, kicking things off against the Falcons. So, I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable what is uh, taking place from a sports standpoint, even though it's happening in a very obviously a, not just atypical, a, an actually unprecedented way. I don't know when I'm going to find time to golf. Take your phone, man. Just plug, you know, just get the data plan. Just let her rip. No, I don't like doing that. I'm not a score update guy. I like to watch the nuances of the game. No, now, let me just say That's this. That's why I hate NFL Sunday Ticket. It's why I hate Red Zone. I want to watch the game. You turn on the game. You sit in front of the game. But then you also bang away on your computer writing stories and stuff like that. And yeah, I forgot how to do that. Now, up. now I just, uh, no, no, I just no. consume it. But totality. when I'm saying you take your phone, I'm not saying for updates because I'm with you. I hate the update thing too. Watch the game on your phone. I don't like Bring... doing that either. They can't oh, see that. Oh, can't... Dude, I don't, I'm not like you. I watch more than just the quarterback. What? Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, <laughs> where, where are you going to watch the greatest quarterback of all time slay the, sh- this, this the worst quarterback in the NFL? Uh, Vikings Packers, am I coming over? Am I inviting myself right now? I am. First of all, it's well, not you're going. You're going, and it's not lake. on. It's it's not on. Uh, you know, broad television. I've no, already looked not. all this stuff up. No, you got to go to some place that's though. got ticket. I got Sunday ticket. You haven't? Yeah. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Really? One hundred percent. Well, I'm gonna got get that University of Montana deal, buddy. I'll let you connect the dots. I'm not gonna bring. A, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna put a mask on. I'm gonna get actually inside a spacesuit. Is what I'm gonna do with the whole helmet and the whole thing. And I will come over and I'll watch it at your house. Why do you have to get a spacesuit? Because your roommate. What? Yeah, you know I don't. He's tr- the least per- infected person ever. He hasn't left the house since March third. <laughs> it's actually so true. It's so true. <laughs> he gets the groceries delivered even. <laughs> It's amazing. It's, it's oven baked pizzas sitting in there. It's pretty good. Oh, uh, Coulter, I do want to ask you this though before we go. Celtics Raptors. Yeah, I know you love the Celtics, and I, I, and I do too. I do. But I have grown a a tremendous respect. Oh, me too. For the Raptors, me too. Me too. Me too. I think 100%. this is a this has been the, the the series of the playoffs to this point. Yep. What's gonna happen in Game Seven, man? It's so hard to say because. The Celtics are just a significantly better team. I think talent-wise, the Celtics are one of the four best teams in the NBA. And they also have a great coach. Well, and they if also they have, won this game, they would be one of the four well, remaining teams. No, no, no NBA, question. Right? But but I, I, uh, I'm i just so fascinated to see if Nick Nurse has another 
ace in the sl- up up the sleeve, you know, like I mean, he just he just he he he's played, willed them to win two different games. He played Gasol sixteen minutes in a game that went double overtime because he just found he just kept riding dudes off the bench. I forget who, all who it was. He only had he only went eight deep, and one of those guys I think actually played a total of you know you got to get to sixty whole seconds to get one minute at yeah. zero minutes. Raptors have the depth advantage. We'll see how that plays out. The Celtics definitely have the superstars. To me, they're going to figure out a way to throw. I think that, that the Raptors will figure out how to throw the kitchen sink at Kemba Walker again. So then, to me, it comes down to Jason Tatum. I think that's who the Celtics should run everything through. But can Kyle Lowry hit the number of big shots that he hit the other game? I mean, does he have anything left in the tank? But the, here's the thing, though. In terms of this game, although the Celtics are significantly more talented, I think that when you talk about big game players, Tatum has had a couple big games in his young career already. Kemba has never come up in a big game because he's never really played in any big yeah. games. Jalen Brown, you could say he might be a big game player, but he's got to prove it. The best two big game players in this game are Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. What do those guys do? I mean, that that's what it yeah. all comes down to. And Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet might be the best winner in terms of the way it propels him above his actual natural talent level in the entire NBA. The I I forget if it was game three or game the one four. They won on the buzzer, the buzzer beater three. on the cross court pass. Yep, that looks like it is haunting the Boston Celtics. No right question, now. And that, this, that this sort will of, be over. That sort of game, that sort of loss right there. Sometimes it comes to bear in a situation like this. So I think I'm going to just sample the ether and take the Raptors boys and girls get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 